and girls and welcome to episode 154 of the motorcycle men podcast i am ted here in the v-twin cafe in the corner booth hey thank you for tuning in and listening to the show and of course thanks for tuning into and listening to all the motorcycle men episodes if you would like to help out the show you can go to our website at motorcyclemen.us and there you can click on the donate button if you'd like to help us out with a singular paypal donation of a million dollars or more uh, another way you can help out is some feedback. Yes, you can go over to iTunes and give us a rating. Doesn't matter what it is, we'll take it and slap it up there and listen. And while you're at it, you can also send us an email to motomenpc at gmail.com, or you can go to our contact page on the website and send us a note there. I read all of our email and I will respond to you if you send us an email. And if you're good enough, I might send you some stickers and stuff. Hey, the Motorcycle Man is, podcast is brought to you by Surf and Summit Motorcycle, Maine and New Hampshire's newest motorcycle rental and tour company. Surf and Summit offers Harley-Davidson Big Twins and Suzuki V-Strums for rent at reasonable prices. Surf and Summit is happy to deliver your rental bike wherever you are staying, or you can peruse the bikes in person at Street Cycles of Falmouth, Maine. Surf and Summit also offers helmet rentals, jackets, gloves, and GPS. So you'll have everything you need to enjoy great New England riding. From the beautifully rugged coast of Maine to the amazing White Mountains of New Hampshire, Surf and Summit can help you have a fantastic motorcycling vacation. So for more information, please visit surfandsummitmotorcycle.com. And don't forget to visit your local cycle gear for all of your motorcycle needs from clothing to parts. Cycle Gear is your premier one-stop shopping location with 136 stores nationwide. You are bound to find a store near you to help you find what you're looking for. And you can trust that you'll be receiving great pricing and top-notch customer care. So if you're in the New Jersey area, be sure to stop in to the Edison store and see Chainsaw Ginny or Sean. And tell them that the Motorcycle Men sent you, and they will wash your car. So go to CycleGear.com today. And for the best motorcycle jeans, there is only one place you should be going, and that is Tobacco Motorwear Company. Dave and the crew over there make motorcycle riding jeans that will outperform that ratty old pair you have been wearing and most other brands available. Not only do they perform well, but they also are the best-looking and the most comfortable selvage jeans you will ever wear or own. And for further protection and style, get yourself a California riding shirt. Comfortable, safe, and it looks absolutely stunning. I wear pe- tobacco riding jeans and the California riding shirt, and so does my brother Chris. They feel good, they look great, and they give me that extra security when riding that I want from my gear. Tobacco Motorwear Company. Visit them at www.tobaccomotorwear.com. And tell Dave and the crew that the Motorcycle Men sent you. Use that coupon code Motorcycle Men when ordering. Now, it is that time of years again, boys and girls, where our motorcycle industry comes out to play. Yes, I'm talking about the trade shows that we love to attend each year that wet our whistle, get our dreams and wishes into high gear, and have us planning our finances to afford that next piece of motorcycle machinery. 
Many of you will attend the numerous motorcycle shows that will crop up over the next several months. And like you, perhaps millions of other riders, new riders, dreamers, and kids of all ages will flock to any of these shows around the world to see what their favorite brand has to offer. Be it a motorcycle, riding gear, accessories, parts, or custom bikes, each of these shows will have something to offer all of us. So joining me today is Larry Little of the AMEXPO. All right, joining me now all the way from Irvine, California, the man who's going to tell us all about the American International Motorcycle Expo, Mr. Larry Little. Hello, Larry. Welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Thank you. It's great to be on here again. I am glad Thanks to have you. Yes, I'm glad to have you back. It's been, it's been a year since we spoke last. All right. So, all right. So, well, let's uh, let's. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your role is with the AIM Expo? Well, I'm not going to give you my deep history, but suffice to say, <laughs> no, I, spent, I, okay. I spent most of my career in the in the motorcycle industry, in the power, motorcycle and power sports industry, and most of that was spent as publisher at Cycle World Magazine, which oh, I okay. left in 2010 and started to work on this project as a consultant about creating a new kind of like national motorcycle show for the American market, similar to the ones that they have in Europe, like ICMA and Intermode. Right. So the idea was to bring something to the country that wasn't just a trade show, but was a trade show that then could be open to consumers. And so we launched that in uh, 2013 after working on the, the details for a couple of years. And, you know, as far as that goes, you know, I've worked on that since then, and I continue to work on the evolution of the show and making sure we're working with all the different market areas and, uh, and some of the new business development I do as well for, for, for the MIC. Oh, great. Uh, one quick question before you go, go on any further. Do you ride? I absolutely ride. Oh, I, great. What do you I, got? What do you got? Uh, currently, my, my ride currently is a Yamaha uh, Super Tenere, 1200 Super Tenere adventure ah. bike. I came. I pretty much came out of the dirt side of things. I grew up in upstate New York, which is why I was asking about Jersey over the years. And because of that, you know, I just love the idea. I can have this street bike that can go just about anywhere, and it'll go, you know, 120 miles an hour if I wanted to. But I can also go down a dirt road if I want to. Oh, so right. That's 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 fun for me. And uh, there's of course a lot you of do all this legally, correct? Of course, <laughs> of course. What? what? I, that, all that extra legal stuff was when I was a youth. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> Where in upstate New York did you go? Oh, I lived uh, just southeast of Albany in Columbia County up there in the country. And, oh, okay. And grew up, grew up in there working on farms and riding my riding my dirt bike on the single track up there and stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, to come out to California uh, many years ago and start to be able to get out to the desert and ride off-road in the desert. But then oh, also yeah. start when the adventure stuff started to come along to really be able to put spaces together that that's the only, that's what an adventure bike allows you to do is it allows you to go between spaces quickly so yeah. you can get the pretty areas from one thing to the next but you can still go off road a little bit if you want to oh sure have you had a chance to uh take advantage of any of the uh bdrs no not not just yet ah not just yet uh there's a plan in your future i bet uh yes that's called retirement <laughs> <laughs> of course we're all planning for that Yes, exactly. So, so AIM has now moved to Las Vegas for the 2018 show, you know, after being in Orlando for a number of years, and then, of course, Columbus, Ohio last year. Has there been a great deal of anticipation uh, about building up to this new location? 
Well, of course. It's Vegas, baby, as oh, they say. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. Vegas actually created some new opportunities that we didn't necessarily have in Columbus, at least in the first year. Um, we worked with the Las Vegas Bike Fest, which is a, a consumer event, V-Twin consumer event that's been going on for 18 years. Oh, really? And yeah, they were traditionally held their date about a week before the date we had secured. So we mm-hmm. met with them. And they're actually moving their dates to to coincide with uh, with AIM Expo. Oh, that's great! Yeah, and they're kind of they're downtown uh, downtown Vegas, so they're a little bit separated from where we are. But it's kind of interesting. We also worked with uh, Feld Entertainment, who produces the Supercross series. They have a event traditionally in October in Vegas called the Monster Energy Cup, which is kind of a one off Supercross race. It's kind of a big right. deal, million dollar race, that type of thing. So we work with them to make sure that their date was secure on the same dates that we had selected. Uh, we worked with uh, the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation, who does the Ride for Kids events. Awesome. Uh, and they're they're going to have their event on the Sunday of, of uh, AIM Expo. So we actually have gotten the city of Las Vegas to declare the week that we're all going to be in town, Power Sports Industry Week in Las Vegas. Oh, beautiful. So that's, that's really exciting. I and mean, it really says a lot for our Industry and all the types of things that uh, we mean, especially Vegas, Las Vegas area is a big off-road area community as well as a big international tourism sure. uh, for, for the V-Twin riding because of all the scenic areas around there. So there's a lot to do and see in Vegas, so we just package it all together and right. uh, we'll actually get the actual proclamation from the city of Las Vegas, I think, in a couple of weeks. Wow. So, we're gonna, so it's safe to no, say that Las Vegas has pretty much embraced the whole idea of AIM coming to uh, their home state. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, Vegas is a convention town as, as, as it is, but they're, the locals there understand power sports, and I think they're real happy to have uh, us in town. It's kind of a different group from what they're normally accustomed to having in town. Yeah. Now, the venue itself is quite different from the previous venues that you've been at. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? So this year we're at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, which is part of the big Mandalay Bay complex, which includes the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino, the Delano Hotel, the Mandalay Event Center. It's a big, big complex, and we're fortunate to have everything based right there. So if you're coming into town, uh, you can you can stay at the Mandalay or the Delano, and I think there's a Four Seasons right there as well. It's all right there. So everything is in one place to take advantage of. And I and the one thing that's really cool about the venue is that in past years, AIM Expo Outdoors, which is our big uh, demo ride, test ride uh program that we have it was you know it was about a 10 minute walk in the first couple of years it was actually a shuttle ride when we were in orlando mm-hmm. uh this year it is right outside the front door of the convention wow center. there you go and so it's going to be so very easy to take test rides and that's one thing that we're really uh happy to be able to pull off this year and have that so wow. look forward to all your listeners can look forward to the ease of taking demo rides while they're at the show. Now, we're going to get to that in a second. Now, with regard to the venue, how has Mandalay Bay reacted to the idea of having AIM at their venue? Uh, I'd, I'd say, you know, they're a professional group, a convention group. They're looking to, to help you have the best experience you want for your attendees. And so, I mean, when we went to them and we said, hey, 
you know, uh, Slingshot wants to do their ultimate joyride in the parking lot as part of our demo area. And they're like, well, as long as you re-slurry the parking lot, we don't care. No, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I mean, they're, they're, they're very accommodating. Uh, and it's, I think, you know, Vegas is a great town for convention, for conventioneers to come to. And it's big and the Mandalay Bay property has been really, really helpful in getting us whatever we need to make, make the show a success. I guess it's safe to say that, uh, the property that of Mandalay Bay is going to be more than big enough for what you guys need to do. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, great. It's in, in fact, I mean, just to kind of compare the one, the one big giant convention hall that we're in is is about twice the size of what we were in last year so we're taking about we're taking about the same amount of space but we're only taking oh, really? about half half of one of their big halls just to give you an idea how big their facility is wow yeah i mean we took the whole greater columbus convention center last year which was about five, not quite five hundred thousand square feet and that's we'll have about four hundred and fifty thousand square feet in the, in the hall that we're in this 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 oh, year. Oh, so, because I was just about to ask you, Mandalay Bay, according to the website, has about eight hundred sixty one thousand square feet available in its largest room. Yeah, uh, so yeah. we're in that. That's the bay side, and right. we're in the bay side room, and but we're in halls D, E, and F. Okay, as and they they still have A, B, and C left over. So, so you guys we, are so you guys going to be consuming nearly half of their available space. Yeah, in that in that that one, they have other halls as well. Yeah. But that in that that one particular area, yes, yes, we are. So no, it's it's we have a quite a bit of space inside the convention center for sure. Oh, great! Well, now aside from location uh, and of course the venue, how is this year's show going to be different from the previous years? Well, as I mentioned, you know, just just having the whole idea of the power sports industry coming together with a number of different events in town, and plus Vegas itself. I mean. Anybody that comes to the show should definitely take some time and get away from the strip, as it were, because there's so much scenic riding yeah. available. I mean, I mean, you can go see the obvious stuff like the Hoover Dam, which is pretty spectacular if you've never been there. But just to ride up in Red Rock, and there's a lot of local dealers up there. Red Rock Harley-Davidson has a really cool museum in it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things just around the area that are really going to be really cool as part of the show. And, you know, as far as... As far as the show itself, you know, we've we've got about 106 new exhibitors going to be at the really? show. Oh, yeah. So it's it's grown in that respect. I think we're going to end up with probably around 450 exhibitors, which is pretty comparable to what we had last year. Some of the com- companies that are based on the East Coast, you know, we didn't get quite as many of them to come back, but we've had a lot of West Coast-based companies show up. So there, it's going to be really good for... Uh, having new people at the show and mm-hmm. and the other thing if you consider aim expo is really our national show because it you know there's a lot of other shows that have you know a lot of of the vehicle manufacturers there but there's not a lot else beyond that mm-hmm. out of the 450 exhibitors that we'll have probably you know there's 25 or maybe 30 vehicle manufacturers the rest are aftermarket companies that have products and services uh for for the industry and so you'll get to see little companies that you just don't get to see anywhere else that are bringing new products to market that are Mm -hmm. brand new and you'll get to talk to those people face to face which is the really cool thing about aim expo it's all new products i'm gonna get to the vendors in a second but i want to jump back briefly to the to the city and to the venue uh how are they promoting this are are, aside from just web stuff are they really going over the top with this to help you guys out 
Well, they they are. There's actually a, there's a pretty entrenched uh, convention community within Las Vegas because mm-hmm. they get so much of that business, and so in the local market especially, they're really we're really promoting it through those through those means. We we actually will do you know a lot of our own promotion, obviously, when it gets closer to the event, but. No, that 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 community is pretty pretty helpful in that respect. There's a number of different local magazines that are produced just to talk about the people that are coming to town, just to more as much to educate the local community about who's going to be in town, you know, this week, you know, what what you can expect in in the local restaurants and and uh, shows and all that thing. Wow, I, I can imagine that perhaps the city is going to provide additional uh, police and additional security to help you guys out as well. Uh, pretty standard stuff, to be honest. I mean, oh, okay. does, it doesn't really, it doesn't require that. Even, even when we've worked with the promoters of the Las Vegas Bike Fest, they're pretty self-sufficient. And oh, good. it's just more about the knowledge for the, for the local, local governments to know who's going to be in town and what to expect. Okay. Now you were just mentioning, speaking of the vendors, that their, uh, your roster has grown a little bit. So yep. what new vendors can, uh, attendees, uh, expect? from uh, the aim this well, year? Well, important for us on the trade side, and it'll be great for the consumers as well, is for the first time we have Parts Unlimited, the big distribution company in the marketplace, as well as uh, really their biggest competitor. And, and the, so it's the two largest distribution companies, Parts Unlimited and Tucker Power Sports, are, are going to be exhibiting. And they have a lot of their own house brands. In other words, right. Parts Unlimited has is, is got drag specialties as part of their company. Uh, the off-road clothing lines, Thor and Moose Brands, are part of their company. So it'll be they'll be showing a lot, showcasing a lot of that new product. Tucker has similarly has, uh, you know, Vance and Hines is one of their sure. companies. And uh, according you to know, your floor plan, it looks like Tucker is going to be consuming quite a bit of floor space. Yeah, they have they have a number of Tucker is uh, owned by a holding company that also owns. About uh, ten or twelve aftermarket brands, including Vance and Hines and Roland Sands and Performance Machine and uh, Pro Taper and mm-hmm. Answer. There's a lot of them, so they are they are taking up a lot of space with all their brands. Oh, that's great! Uh, yeah. With all the big players that are going to be making their presence at AIM this year, are you guys expecting any special announcements from any of them? Well, what's kind of cool? One of the new new ones we have coming this year is a is a Kind of interesting vehicle. It's a three-wheeled vehicle called Vanderhall. Yes, very uh, familiar yes, with them. Yes, yeah, so they're out of uh, out of Utah, and they're just actually really getting started. They've they've built some vehicles, but they're going to do a global launch of a new machine at AIM Expo, and uh, consumers are going to be able to ride some of their machines. They're going to be in our demo area. Oh, great! Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. We're expecting. Uh, we're being told that. Uh, the folks in green at Kawasaki are going to have another global uh, unveil as well of a number of American unveils as well. Oh, nice. Uh, we know Bell's got a brand new product that's supposed to be really cool that's going to be unveiled. Uh, so there's a, just a lot of things. You know, it's a tip. I mean, that's what the show is for. The show, the, the platform is really designed to reveal new product to the industry. That's why we get a lot of media there uh, during the trade days to talk about all the new products. And it's it's you know it's the place if you're gonna if you're gonna show a new product to the industry be it the media the the retailers the dealers or consumers right. AIM Expo is a place to do it. I see that you know you, I see that there's a lot of empty spots there still smaller spaces. Do you expect those to be filled by the time the show comes along? We do. 
We do. I mean, we traditionally have a late surge, and especially this year, we anticipate that because there's a lot of the a lot of the industry is based here in Southern California, and it's a three and a half hour drive. And I'm imagining that in August, especially, we're going to be get, having those people that get back from vacation and goes, oh, I think we should probably go to the show in Vegas. So we anticipate <laughs> we anticipate that those will be filled up for sure. <laughs> now, I noticed that on the floor plan, you're, it's kind of it's there's a couple spots where it's segmented as to, uh, for example, you have a made in America section. Then you have the Italian pavilion and the Taiwan pavilion. Now, is this uh, is this something new? No, we've had that since year one. Oh, we've really? That since, uh, we didn't have Made in America in year one. In fact, it was a number of our American companies uh, came to us and said, hey, you know, because there's so many international visitors that come to AIM Expo and are looking for American product to sell overseas, you know, do you think you could create a Made in America section? So that's why we did that. So, oh, that's interesting. So, you know, generally speaking, those are products that, you know, it's it's – we left it to each of the companies to qualify themselves from a made in America standpoint. But, but what we said was, you know, predominantly your products need to be made in America. Uh, we understand that there's a lot of world sourcing of components and that type of thing. But, you know, you guys, you guys figure it out amongst yourself because we're not going to be police. If you want to be in your area and we've had, we've had exhibitors go to some people we've had in the area uh, at, at previous shows and go, yeah, I don't think you really belong in here, even though you're an American company and your products are produced overseas and you're right. an American company. So we've had some movement in there, but it's great just to be able to leave that leave that to itself, and uh, it's it's great. But it does showcase a lot of American ingenuity, which is what we hoped it would do, especially for our international visitors. Oh, yeah, of course. I see that Harley-Davidson has been, has been able to park themselves right next to the main entrance. I, well, I, I I guess that's because they were they they were ones to commit early on. <laughs> okay, I was like they're like the big dog in a house, and I guess they wanted to be right up front. <laughs> well, no, we I mean if you look where they were last year, they were actually toward the back. And uh, what we try and do is from from a show management perspective is simply don't group all the manu- vehicle manu- the OEMs in one place. We try yeah. and populate them throughout the show oh, so sure. it's, it's a good show experience for attendees and it just so happened that we try and do what we call a fair rotation for right. all the the oems and so last year they're in the back this year they're up in the front so it's you know next year they'll be on the side <laughs> do you think that perhaps maybe their placement at the front of the uh, venue might be some sort of indication that maybe they got something up their sleeve well it's an interesting question because i mean literally i was just reading uh about the the motor company just had their quarterlies and uh, Matt Levitich, who actually spoke at Amexpo last year, their CEO, mm-hmm. uh, indicated that next Monday they were going to be revealing some new strategic plans uh, for the motor company to address you know some of the tariff stuff, but also just in continuing to try and build new riders in the industry. So that's going to be interesting. I'm going to be interested to listen in to hear what he has to say next Monday. Oh, great! So all total, how many vendors do you expect? completely at the expo this year uh i'm i'm expecting that we'll we'll have 450 exhibitors at 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 the expo this year wow so there's no reason for anybody to get bored if they go to this no not at all and as a matter of fact uh, you know i would i would encourage the consumers to to buy the two-day ticket simply because it's you can spend as much time as you want or don't want over two days and it's really not that much more than than a regular ticket 
Are there going to be any special shows or presentations at uh, the expo this year that attendees won't want to miss? Uh, one of the things that that we're gonna that's going to be new this year at the show is is a feature called Moto Culture, and what it really is is a series. We, we had a we had a we had a, a feature last year called Custom Culture, and it was really mm-hmm. more dedicated to custom builders, and that was pretty while. The custom building segment covers a lot of the different genres of motorcycles. It really speaks to one kind of segment. And what we wanted to do is embrace all the segments. So we're, we've invited, uh, you know, there's a group in Orange County, California here where we are called the OC Goonies. And these are the, these are the gangs that, that ride, these gangs colloquially, these are the guys and gals that ride the Groms and the Z125s and the Ruckuses and all of that. And, mm-hmm. And it's kind of an urban urban experience, so we're going to have them over there to have a little urban vignette with those guys there. We're going to have, you know, a, a, an off-road vignette because we're in the middle of Vegas, and we hope to have actually some of the classic bikes from the old uh, Mint 400 race that raced from Vegas to Reno in the past and, and those types of things. So we've got six or seven different vignettes about the different kinds of riding, whether it's touring or adventure or off-road or Mm -hmm. urban or those types of things, just to give you a sense of the spirit of riding and why people ride. So I think that's one new thing that's really going to be really well done uh, for consumers, especially to see. uh, And and actually for for our trade attendees, for the dealers, it should give them some ideas about some displays that they could actually do in their dealerships. Wow. Now, what about as far as it goes for attendees, uh, people who say, for example, you have uh, media attendees. Is there like a specific day in advance of public attendees that they can go? Yeah. So our two trade days, which are uh, October 11th and 12th, Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. uh, that's when the media attends as well, because that's when the manufacturers roll out and reveal all their new product to the dealers and to the media as well. In fact, uh, at AIM Expo, we have a media hub in okay. the show where the media can congregate and do work and do presentations of new product. And so, you know, it's a, it's a vital component of the show because getting the information out into the industry, especially and exciting as an industry as we have here in motorcycle and power sports is really important. Oh, sure. So listen, one of the most important and anticipated things about the expo is the test rides that everybody looks forward to. Uh, can you get into some detail about that and explain what people can expect with that? So we, we call that AIM Expo Outdoors. And because we have an indoors where all the exhibitors are exhibiting their products statically, but AIM Expo Outdoors is the area where we have all the demo rides, all the test rides take place. And this year we're going to have, let's see, Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, uh, Vanderhall, as I mentioned before, is going to be there as well. Uh, Harley Davidson, Indian, uh, the 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 um, what's it called? Let me see the the Joyride for the Slingshot, the Slingshot Ultimate Joyride oh, okay. experience that I mentioned earlier is going to be part of that right. of Amex Outdoors as well. So we'll have all of that, and I think SSR will be demoing some of their smaller new product as well. They have some of that one twenty five. Grom class products, mm-hmm. as well as some Benelli product, they'll be demoing as well. So it's there's quite a few out there, and uh, we had I think about in in Columbus last year with a similar number of manufacturers demoing. I think for the total weekend we had about 
5,000 demo rides conducted wow. over the two days of the weekend. Yeah, okay. so there's a lot of butts and there's a lot of butts and seats as as they say. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, is do you uh, do you expect um, Can Am and Suzuki to be offering rides as well? So they're not this year. They're not. They're not. Okay. They're going to be. They're both going to be inside at the show, uh, but it's I think probably more based upon. Uh, timing where their demo fleets are uh as well as as much as new product uh that they'll have coming to the show so right uh we anticipate that you know we're going to have plenty of demo rides for everybody amongst all those eight manufacturers okay with regard to the test rides do you know if each manufacturer is has their own specific route or is there one specific route that they all have to follow they generally have their own specific route, but I I do know that uh, all those all those folks that do the demo fleets usually all go to the same events and they all trade notes about the best routes. They don't really try to compete for routes; they just try and give the best ride experience. And it and it actually helps a consumer if they end up going on the same ride with a different bike, mm-hmm. uh, just to compare and contrast. So uh, there will be different routes because some of them have different philosophies. Some of them have sure. a philosophy of you know, we want to take you on a half-hour ride, and some of the other ones want to take you on a 15-minute ride. So it just depends on the company. Oh, okay. I get it. And now as far as goes with some of the other vendors that are going to be there as well, would there be any of them that might be offering uh, testing of their products as well, like helmets and jackets and things of that nature, or is that going to be specifically in-house? That's pretty much in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just it just it becomes difficult given the the length and breadth of the size of people oh, sure. and the size of garments and helmets and that type of thing right. to do a to do a quality experience and so uh pretty much in booth uh inside at the show to try stuff on now for somebody who's attending Las Vegas and the uh American International Motorcycle Expo for the first time uh what kind of advice do you have for them what should they know and do or not do while they are there well i mean as i said as i said earlier remember that there's a lot of las vegas beyond just the strip Mm -hmm. and and take some time to go up to red rock or go out to uh go out to the hoover dam or try to do some of that stuff while you're in town but also try and do some of the other stuff as part of power sports industry week too i mean this is something new that we put together and, and there's you know a whole separate uh, type of fun over at Las Vegas Bike Fest. You know, the Supercross racing is absolutely spectacular if you haven't seen it. Uh, and, you know, the Ride for Kids charity ride is something actually pretty close to my my heart. I've actually served on the board of the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation that that uh, puts on the Ride for Kids charity rides and raises okay. money to help find the cause and cure a brain tumor. So, you know, if you can find a way to, to do that ride on Sunday, it's going to start at South Point, just south of the Strip. And it's going to go up through Red Rock uh, on like an hour ride, and it's going to end up at AIM Expo. Oh, great! So you get to do you get to do both. So, yeah, I would I would say do that. Um, Are they going to have a booth inside? Yes, they will. Oh, great! Yes, they will. Yes, they will. So there's a lot. I guess there's just a lot to more Vegas than just the Strip. But of course, when you're in town, take advantage of all the entertainment stuff too. (laughs) Oh, great! Speaking so, of uh, entertainment, what kind of are you guys going to have entertainment inside? Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a, a stage where speakers will be having uh, the opportunity to tell their stories or whatever. Is that going to be available as well? Yes. Yep. We'll have that. We'll have that on uh, on Saturday and Sunday, uh, and we're having the folks that uh, do Rider Magazine kind of 
collate all that content together. So okay. there's and there, there's a thing called the Writer's Garage, mm-hmm. and that has the stage, and they're really in charge of all of that because it's it's a lot easier for them to to rally up the talent from the magazine side. So we're happy that they're doing that, and. Probably the other thing to remember is if you're riding your motorcycle in, we will have free motorcycle parking. Ah, uh, I was just about to ask you that. Yeah, so Sheffield Finance is, has stepped up and is and has bought out the parking lot and is sponsoring the, the free motorcycle parking. And so just follow the signs when you get to, to Mandalay Bay Complex uh, to the parking area. And there will be dedicated areas for motorcycle parking. I'm sure there will be uh, men in uniform directing the traffic there to point you, I suppose. I am sure. There will be such a traffic jam, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any uh, anticipated speakers that might be uh, uh, on stage there? Uh, I don't have the list just yet. Mm -hmm. I do know that uh, from a a racer standpoint, there will be a number of racers at the show and signing autographs. During the race weekend, I know that uh, I've talked to the Moto America folks. They're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna be doing a little shindig there for all the year end type of thing for the racers, and sure. so the a lot of the you know factory riders will be there at their sponsors booth signing autographs. So look look for that as well. Mm-hmm. Was so, there be any uh, Moto GP guys there? No, because what? that's that's when Moto GP is on their Asian flyaway. So that's oh. I haven't looked. I haven't looked exactly at the date, but that's generally around the time of uh, Japan, uh, the Japanese Grand Prix, or Phillip Island, the Australian Grand Prix. So, MotoGP. So, no, that's that's during their 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 Australasian uh, flyaway period. Oh, that's great. Uh, now, with regard to, well, there's gambling going on in that particular venue. Is there I've, gonna, heard, I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a rumor <laughs> or something about gambling in that city. I wasn't really sure, but. Is there's not going to be any gambling in the venue? Is it like slot machines or anything like that? Is there? No, no. That stuff is. I mean, it, the the casino the casino is pretty segregated from the convention center in oh, that good. respect. Uh, I, I you know I can't recall if there is there might be a few ambient slot machines out in the hallways. Uh, you know, outside the show floor. <laughs> I, I just can't remember <laughs> that. I would be surprised, but you know, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty much dedicated to to the casino itself because. You know, they, when they want you in the casino, they want you in the casino. Oh, of course. So, uh, finally, uh, how can people get tickets and learn more about the American International Motorcycle Expo? Uh, the easiest way to remember is to go to motoshowtickets.com. That takes you right to the aimexpousa.com website. So, it's M-O-T-O-T-I-C-K-E-T-S-S-H-O-W.com. Moto Show Tickets. All right, motor show tickets. All right, yep. uh, one more one more question I have have for you. Yeah, are you going to be on the Wheel Nerds this year? Am I going to be on the Wheel Nerds this year? Yeah, the Wheel Nerds. You were on the Wheel Nerds podcast last year. Yeah, I was on it. Uh, I was on it last night. Oh, were you really? <laughs> Darn, they beat me. <laughs> Damn those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing gets past them. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to bust their chops. That's what I'm going to yeah, have to do. Yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> I'll tell them you said so. All right, um, you, by all means. By all means. So. <laughs> Any final last comments or suggestions, advice for anybody uh, before I kick you off my phone? Well, I tell you, Vegas is a great place to, to come for just about anything. But when you can come into town for Power Sports Industry Week, I think that's the best excuse possible. In fact, we I remember some folks we had in uh, in Orlando 
when we were leaving Orlando to go to Columbus and we told them the next year we're going to be in Vegas, they're like, oh, I've never been to Vegas, but I'll come to Vegas for if AIM Expo is going to be in Vegas. So, yeah, by all means, come for AIM Expo and the rest of Power Sports Industry Week. All right. Uh, I did have one more question for you, and that is, are you going to move to another location next year or are you going to try to stick it out here in Las Vegas for another year? No, I think we're looking at going back to Columbus because it worked very well. Okay. And uh, we're looking to kind of expand what we had there mm-hmm. in terms of doing similar stuff from a Power Sports Industry Week perspective in the greater Columbus area. So that's, you know, that that's the working plan at the moment. And uh, that'll be nailed down probably in the next 60 days or so before the show. Now, does Las Vegas know that you're ditching them? They do. Oh. They do. They understand. <laughs> and there's a lot of shows that rotate between right. cities. It's not It's not unusual at all. All right. Is there anything you can tell me that you didn't tell the wheel nerds? I think I've already told you a lot. You asked different, different, better questions. Yes. No, that's they need to know that. They need to know. (laughs) Larry, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on the uh, Motorcycle Man podcast. Uh, It's always a pleasure to speak with you, and I hope we get the opportunity to do this again next year before the Wheel Nerds. Absolutely. I I appreciate the opportunity to to share all about AIM Expo with your listeners. Thank you very much, Larry. Take care of yourself, all right? Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode 154 with my guest, Larry Little, of the American International Motorcycle Expo. So go on over to aimexpousa.com or motoshowtickets.com, and you can learn more about the expo and how to get your tickets. Links to all of these will be in the show notes and, of course, on the Motorcycle Men website. Don't forget to check out our fellow podcasters whose links you will find on our links page. All of these podcasts, YouTube channels, and bloggers, and many more out there do great things to promote and encourage our sport and passion. So it's a good idea to get on over there and say hello. Tell them that we told you to stop over and say hi. All right. So from Timbuktu, Chris the Joker, Justin Shoes, and me, Ted, wrong way, your host, Thanks for listening to the Motorcycle Men Podcast, where we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Enjoy your ride, kids.